Hello and welcome all to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall, back for another divisional preview. Thank you all for watching, uh, whether it be live or post-draft, I suppose, our fantasy football live draft we did the other day. I, I don't even know how, many, how long it went for. It went for a long bloody time. It, you are definitely two hours, I'm saying, two hours that uh, that video went for. It was a slug, don't get me wrong. Drinks were had, things were said, comments were made. But we all know that Cortland Sutton was a great draft pick. That's all we need to worry about it. If you don't know what I'm on about, check out our clips on our social media and about the draft going forward. We've got all the fantasy football stuff going forward in the season as well, which Andrew will be hosting. A lot of us will be involved in that as well. Can't wait for that to happen. Um, but back to our normal show. We are only really, I mean, two weeks away now. Feels like less even more, I suppose, till the first game of the season, that Thursday night game. It's coming ever so close. Can't wait for it to happen. Whilst we've been waiting for the season to start, we're doing these divisional previews. We are moving on today to the AFC and the NFC North, a division that I know very well, a division that Adam knows very well, and a division I'm sure Andrew will definitely weigh in on as well. Um, Adam, NFC North, it, it's, it's been the Packers' domination for a long time there. Could it... We're going to have to go through it in detail later on, but is the tide shifting in that division? You know, no Devontae Adams there, but an Aaron Rodgers is still there after a summer of doubt, I suppose, for some Packers fans. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. no. Um, I think there's movement. I think there are teams that have been very, very bad and are getting a little bit better. And I think that there are teams that maybe have been very, very good that are maybe not quite going to be at the same standard that they have been. But to be honest, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty similar to what it's been for the last couple of years. And of course, Andrew, the AFC North, the unexpected Bengals, you know, go into the Super Bowl last year after everyone really said at the start of the season last year they would be the bottom of the AFC North. And then we've got the turbulence in, in Cleveland with the Sean Watson situation, him not coming back after, for 11 games. You've got a new quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, and a Ravens team, which we can't really quite figure out because of the injury proneness of them year on year. Lamar Jackson has a full season. I mean, again, we're going to go into more detail about it, but a confusing division. People said it was a, such a strong division only a year ago, and now it doesn't feel it has the strength that it did. I wouldn't say that. I still think it's a strong division. I still think every single team in that division has uh, an absolutely fantastic defence. You know, the, the names that are in there are great. They've got a couple of pieces missing on, on a couple of those teams, but there's still some great teams in there. But the Bengals, for me, uh, they were fantastic last year. And looking up and down their roster this year, it's improved. So I can only see them doing something similar or if not better the, the, than what they did last year. I think, you know, th th their their roster is, is better than what it was last year. So there's no reason why they can't continue what they're doing. Let's look at the NFC North to begin with. And of course, the division that's dominated by the Green Bay Packers for a very long time, including the Hard Knocks champions of this season, Detroit Lions in there as well, the Minnesota Vikings and the uh i've gone completely blank again it's happened That's every fine. week they're very they're it's, very forgettable it's completely understandable that you would feel this way the chicago bears of course which is a, a team that we shouldn't forget about really the chicago bears the green bay packers the detroit lions the minnesota vikings 
The Packers obviously very close to Adam's heart, his team, he supports the Vikings, the team that I keep in on is my partners, the Minnesota Vikings fans. So it is the division that I watch out for. The Detroit Lions, I, I have a very soft spot for as well. The Chicago Bears, I mean, I don't want to say who cares or want to turn off people, Chicago Bears fans too early to the Franchise Tag podcast, but we may have to build on that statement maybe as we go forward. Um, Green Bay, turbulent summer in a way, Adam. Aaron Rodgers was going. It felt like he was out. He was going to trade Denver, it felt like. Then he signs an extension with the, with the team. He stays on. But it's a facto. Devontae Adams leaves instead. He joins the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, a, a, a bit of movement on the Green Bay team, however... We know what this Green Bay team could be. Didn't really address getting a number one wide receiver. I suppose they did draft Christian Watson. Um, but Devontae Adams is a gaping hole in this team. But, I mean, as a, as a Packer fan, I don't know, someone who keeps his finger on the pulse with the Green Bay franchise. What I mean, what can we expect from this franchise this year? Uh, I think it's amazing what you were saying about Rodgers and the fact that he re-signed. I think it's amazing what a bit of ayahuasca can do in order to chill a man out. I mean, he's he's clearly having having fun times now, isn't he? He's very, very happy with what's going on in the world. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, to me, losing Devonta Adams is obviously going to be a hole. I think anyone would struggle with that. Having said that, I feel that they've they've got the players to do it. It's just in a slightly different way. It's it's probably not going to be as pass heavy as what it has been in previous years. There's going to be a lot more of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I think there's going to be a lot more of both of them on the field at the same time as well. So it's like mm -hmm. Dillon will be the main running back. Jones will go over to the sort of like go into the sort of one of the receiver positions. So I think you're going to see both of that. Um, anyone who's watched this knows that I am a fan of Lazard. I, I genuinely think he has the potential to step up. I'm not saying that he's going to be Devonta Adams because I don't think anyone is going to be mm. Devonta Adams. But I think that he does have the potential to step up. He he's a big bodied receiver. You know, he really people don't know that about him, but he's he is big and he is going to be someone who. He's going to be able to make a difference there. It's just a matter of him staying fit. Um, you've got Robert Tonyan coming back. So that's another weapon that Rogers likes. And then on top of all of that, to come away from the sort of offensive side of it, you've got the defense, which genuinely looks like a top five defense in the NFL yeah. this year. They're very strong. They've got great depth. Um, you know, I, I think that, you're going to find that it, it's just a slightly different way. It's something that Packer fans are going to have to get used to because it, it's not going to be the same as what it has been. It is going maybe you are going to see a few less games that are you know lower scoring games, but yeah, I mean it's it obviously losing Adams is a problem. Uh, it, like I said, it would be for any team, but I think they've got the players and just the sort of variations that they can use in order to change it and and still make it a success when it comes to actually, you know, winning this division. Andrew, of course, ball in hand, Aaron Rodgers, one of the, one of the greatest who ever had done it. But like Adam said, the, the, Alan Azar could be a very top wide receiver, but there is a duo of running backs there at Green Bay, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, who are just really fantastic. And they really work well in that dynamic duo system. Do you think Green Bay becomes a bit more of a run heavy system this year? even though Aaron has still got that cannon of an arm. 
I think they might uh, fall back on that and rely on that uh, at the start of the season before things gel. They know it works. They've seen it work. So you can you can use that to till things start to form with the young receivers that they've brought in. I think I, for me personally, I, I, I'm feeling great about the, the Packers still. And I think they're still the the second best team in the NFC. Um, I still think they're strong. Everyone thinks just because Adams is gone that they're all of a sudden uh, not the same team that they used to be and they can't win games and we shouldn't expect anything from them. But, you know, if, if, if anything's to see from the NFL, what, what did Brady do at the Patriots when year on, year out, all of his receivers left? He never had any big names. But we said, oh, well, Brady's a fantastic uh, quarterback and the defence is incredibly strong. That's what we said about the Patriots year in, year out. And I can say the same thing about the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers... Uh, about the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is another level quarterback. He is insanely good. I feel like he has the ability to get the best out of his wide receivers, no matter who they are. Points made. Lazard is the guy. Uh, I think he proved himself at the back end of last year when he was healthy. He can be the number one. Uh, and we've seen some great stuff out of uh, Romeo um, Dubs and uh, the other rookie, Samori uh, Traore. He's looked pretty good as well. And there's a lot of hype about Christian Watson. So once they find the system, they've got Sammy Watkins and, and, and Cobb who have been around the league a lot. So I don't see why lean back on the running game early doors uh, and then until these youngsters come into fruition because that defence for me, Adam said it, but I'm going to repeat it. I think they're a sneaky top five defence that no one's talking about. And they've got some absolutely stacked names on that on that defense and they brought in what Kwai Walker and um, Devontae Wyatt, who were two massive names out of college to come into a, uh, a team that's been together uh, and played together and cemented that they are a great defense and they're in a weak division. So I see the Packers still being a force to reckon with in not only in their division, but in the NFC as well. Of course, the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings will want to go and upset that party. And they are a formidable opponent as well. When you've got an offense that has Justin Jefferson in it, Davin Cook in it, Adam Feeling, who I feel like is the forgotten man this offseason, to be honest with you. I don't think he gets enough credit. Irv Smith's a great tight end. And a defense that's slowly building. It seems to be their problem for the last few years. And maybe an underrated quarterback in Kirk Cousins, some may say, Adam. I mean... Green Bay, when they look over their shoulders, they might see nothing on one side, but they definitely see the Minnesota Vikings on the other, surely, that are sneaking up behind them. Yeah, I think um, I think there is a little bit of hope there for the Vikings this year. Not a lot, but I think there is there is a little bit more just purely because Mike Zimmer's not there anymore. I think that's, that's a big thing for them. It's like this sort of defensive-minded coach who wanted to run the ball a lot and it just kind of didn't really work. It, you know, the, I've always said they're very mediocre. And I, I think that Kirk Cousins is is quite a mediocre quarterback. He, he's decent, but he's not special. Um, and he was the ideal guy for Mike Zimmer, who, again, was mediocre. But I, I do think that by bringing in Kevin O'Connell from the Rams, it, it you know, he's indicated that he wants more of a pass-heavy offense, which... You know, I mean, you've got Justin Jefferson there, so why wouldn't you kind of thing? You're, you're going to want to pass heavy offense. But as you said, Adam Phelan has been completely overlooked. I think everyone has just decided that he's, he's I don't know, he's 31, 32, something like that. Mm. They've just decided that he's done. 
that he's just not going to be able to do anything. And it's just not true. I, I think they are they are definitely a team that I think they will improve. Uh, they went eight and nine, I think, last year, something like that. I think they will improve. Um, I could see them doing something like a 10 and seven, uh, that kind of season, maybe sneaking into the playoffs because obviously it might not take so much on the NFC. But um, I don't think they will win enough games in order to really trouble the Packers for the division. It does always feel like, Andrew, it's uh, forever the bridesmaid, never the bride with Minnesota Vikings. They always seem to be just second field to that Aaron Rodgers, Vontae Adams tandem that's happened for a good while in this NFC North. I mean, what do they, what does that franchise need to do to turn it around? Not turn it around, so to speak, because they've done some, a lot of positive things, but it felt like there was points left on the field last year for Minnesota. There was games they should have won and that they just sort of let go. Um, what, what do you think needs to turn around for them to win this division? Well, I think they've made the perfect uh, transition for that turnaround and bringing in Kevin O'Connell. I think they, they are now going to be a high-octane offence. It's going to be, that, like we said with the Packers, sneaky defence. I think these are sneaky offence. I think mm. they're, going to be, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts and they're going to be scoring a lot of points. Um, I think they've got, you know, when you're talking about teams that are going to do well and they're going to do well on offence and put points on the board, you look at their O-line and you look at some of the guys that they've brought in uh, and the youngsters they've got on that O-line that have really clicked and worked with with Darashaw and uh, Cleveland and people like that. I think this is going to be a good good offensive team this year. Um, and they've got some great names on on the defence to, to kind of solidify where they might have lost points. So I think we're going to see a better Vikings than we have of the last couple of years where it's kind of been a bit of a hit and miss. I think we're going to see a better team. Again, I'd, I think they might upset a few more teams than maybe projected. I think Adam might have them having a few more wins than I have. I think I've, I've got them around that nine and eight, eight and nine mark sort of season. Mm. But I, I, I easily think that with how good their offense might be, like we've said, healthy Thieland. And I think for them, the Jalen Rager trade, I, I think he could mm. be good there. Uh, I liked him at college and he was good. We saw his drops in Philadelphia, but he, you, you don't turn bad overnight. So I think in the right system, in the in the right place, maybe he can uh, work. So it's, it's another option for them. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? They've got Irv Smith Jr. back this year. Someone that people have spoke a lot. They've got healthy. Uh, I think that's a good thing. They've got healthy. Thieland, Smith, people like that. So uh, I think we're going to see a bit, bit of a difference, bit of high offense, a lot of points being put up on the board from the Vikings this year. I hope so, because it makes for a really interesting team to watch. And now let's talk about the stars of hard knocks. I mean, if there's one word to describe this team, it's heart. In, and, and well, if it was one term to, 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 to describe this team for the Detroit Lions, it would be grit because that is what they constantly go on about in hard knocks. Um, it is a team that I have openly said if I thought a team would turn it all around, it's this team. I, I just now and now hard knocks has been on. Campbell's been the coach for I thought he was Andrew, like. I, I, he's he's that guy that's all in and he's all in with the guys he's all in with the coaches he's all in he's doing bloody push-ups with the team and everything like that and ups and downs and all this sort of stuff I mean they're clear that the, the screen might be painting a false image maybe you know it's all well and good saying you've got grit and heart but if you ain't putting points on the board and you can't play as a good team then it, it is all for naught but Detroit Lions I feel like this is a different team this year I mean the Aiden Hutchinson pick this sort of 
transition to this gritty team, Andrew, I mean, is it going to really come out? Is it going to be that? Or is it going to be more of the same for Detroit? I think you've hit the nail on the head with the word you're using there. I think gritty is a, is a great word to use. I think we've seen it with the Eagles in the past. Gritty is a great word to use for teams to to push through and make those games. Um, and I think that the culture that they've now uh, showing there is, is is the thing. I don't think they need to be impact this season. You know, look what they've done on hard knocks. Look what they did last year. Automatically, one of the best teams in the league. We're not saying not oh, go and qualify for the playoffs and win this win the playoffs. I think we're looking more of that progression, grittiness, and 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 uh, if anything. Winning those close games that they lost mm. last year, I think they lost what seven games by like uh, a field goal, and we saw them losing them in the last few minutes of the games. I think that's the transition they've got to make this year. They've got to uh, turn those those tight games into wins. You've always said that, Fred. It's the margin of the season. I, I personally don't think that their roster, top to bottom, strong enough for more than sort of a seven and nine. But if they get some of those extra. Um, wins that are real close then you know we're gonna see a better team they've strengthened a wide receiver they've got one of the best o-lines in the league for me anyway i think they've got a top five o-line uh their defense has got some 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 good names on it it, it, it is you know we've seen some of them on on hard knock so i think there's stuff to work there again it's another team that's got healthy healthy swift i think makes a better golf I think Goff is the question mark on this team. It seems like they've gone a bit more all in on him. I think he's proved himself for them to be their guy. But if you've watched Hard Knocks and things like that, he's still very quiet for me, and he's still not made his made his mark with that culture that we're seeing a lot of of them being noisy and being in people's faces. I think we need a bit more of that from Goff. I think if we if we see a good Jared Goff this year, we'll see them getting over the lines in those tight games. And do you think Goff can be that guy, Adam? I mean, he, you know, he went with a Super Bowl with Rams. He was necessarily never a bad quarterback there. The Sean McVay system came in. Could you argue it was a Sean McVay system? I mean, the names on paper there as well aren't bad. I mean, DeAndre Swift, Goff, Jared Goff has a good history, I suppose. TJ Hawkinson, the drafting of um, Jameson Williams. I, mean, he's, I don't think he's going to be playing this year, I don't believe. Um, and then Aiden Hutchinson on his sort of Marnie or a warrior, Jeff Akudu, if he can get a bit of a bounce back year this year. Goff Goff has got to be the linchpin for this team to move forward, but the names on that roster, there is some there's some strong names there, right? Yeah, I, I think the, the problem with Goff is I think you can do things with him. You can go far with him, as we saw with Sean McVay. Mm. You know, that is possible. I wouldn't quite say Dan Campbell is Sean McVay, but, um, you know, he does have the potential to kind of run particular schemes and, and stuff around him. So it's not necessarily that Goff is the weakest person there. It's just that maybe I don't know if the coaching is necessarily going to be sophisticated enough, potentially that that might be where the problem is. I, I don't know that that's a potential issue with it. But yeah, I mean, the, the team as a whole is likable. You know, they, they are, they are, they have become a likable team, which they weren't before. And, and that is, that is credit to Dan Campbell for that to happen. I mean, like you said, they've got some really good, young, exciting players on both sides of the ball that could, Mm. could really do something uh i think andrew's right with the o-line i think it's it's going to be a really good o-line which will be great for swift or or uh, williams i think that'll be 
really good for them, which in turn means that they've got a run game, which then means that they've got a passing game as well. So mm. it, it kind of all, all works out. I, I kind of have them like around six, 11, something like that, maybe seven, seven and 10. Um, but I think, I think the whole point of this is kind of, they need to put some foundations down that are going to excite the fans and keep them coming back and, and just them generally being a, a decent team, you know, a more exciting team to go and watch. So I think that that's what it's going to be. And then I can't remember exactly with the contract with Goff, but I think was it, I think it was two years. I think this is the second year uh, mm. that's left. So you sort of think, well, you know, if they don't want to and they have a sort of like a 6 and 11, 7 and 10 kind of season, they can go and get themselves a quarterback in the draft. And there's there's quite a few of them coming out. So I think that might be the way that they go. But um, yeah, I, I think they might be, you know, I mean, last season, I don't think anyone was really desperate to watch them. Whereas for, I think this year, I think you'll get... It kind of almost it has that Bengals feel to it a little bit, that kind of excitement, that sort of something about it. But I just don't think they'll do anything like the Bengals because they haven't got the quarterback. I think they're building the team in the right way, aren't they? You know, you take a, a great left tackle in Panay yeah. Sewell. You you put, you find your best edge rusher in in Aiden Hutchinson. You got a remarkable corner in Amani Oraria. I think he's really phenomenal. I, I really really rate him as a corner. You've got some really decent wide receivers. There. You've got good tight. The building the building from the trenches and then got these nice pieces. And I think you're right. I think the quarterback is sort of the the last piece, I suppose. But when it do, when when you have a team that's good and then the quarterback's the missing piece. I mean, like you said with the Bengals. That sort of was that, in a way. They built this really good team. They got the quarterback in place, and, they, and then they blew up. So it really could be something that the Detroit Lions turn around with. And then we've got to finish on the Chicago Bears. It's probably going to be brief because that's just what the Chicago Bears are at the minute. They're a bit brief, aren't they, Adam? I mean, I, I'm hoping Justin Fields does well. Like I really actually am quite rooting for him because I just want to overcome this, like, crazy team that's going on at the minute because it doesn't they're not improving it doesn't feel like they've improved they've not strengthened any positions they've let players go older admittedly Khalil Mack Alan Robinson that's that is contracts off of the books I suppose is this a full rebuild mode is is it I, I if to me it is this is just full rebuild mode yeah it feels like it doesn't it it, it does you know it's a strange way of going about it I don't quite know what they're doing or what their thought process is it's um you know everything the Detroit Lions are doing is the right thing and then everything mm. that the Bears are doing feels the wrong thing it's it's just feels a little odd they've brought in Justin Fields obviously and the idea is to build around him but it's a little bit like you can't give him a chance because <laughs> you know that that O-line is a disaster it really is I mean he's going to be running for days bless him it's like I don't know how the hell he's going to cope with it so it, it's going to be really, really difficult for him. And then you start taking away players like Alan Robinson and you sort of think, well, who's he got? You know, I mean, you've got David Montgomery there. He's an OK running back. But the fact is, is the, the way Montgomery gets his, you know, gets his yards and his fantasy points is that he basically just so many reps. That's how he gets them. It's not because he hits long runs or anything like that so I think it's it's not the greatest running back you've got the wide receivers there you've got Darnell Mooney who's okay I mean he's a decent 
wide receiver, but he's not going to be amazing. He's a two. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, he is a strong two. Mm. And, and so that's why you sort of think that it's not quite good enough. Mm. Uh, there's just not a lot there. I think Cole Komet will see a lot of action. I do. And then, you know, losing people like Khalil Mack. I mean, you know, it, it's not great, is it, when you get rid of your best edge rusher? It's just, it's a strange thing to do. And I just, I don't quite know what they're trying to achieve by it other than, you know, scare the hell out of Justin Fields. Well, Andrew, you championed Fields out of college. I mean, do you worry for him? Do you worry for his career going forward? Because you got to sort this out quick. There's only so many years you have on that rookie contract. Yeah, I massively worry for him. I think he's a, he's a great talent. I think he showed at the back end of last year that he's got some talent as well. Um, so I massively worry for him because I feel with, now they've brought in a new uh, GM and a new head coach. I think if it doesn't work this year, you blame the rookie quarterback and mm -hmm. say, oh, well, he wasn't the guy that we wanted and and we're in a rebuild. And, and he's the guy that's going to get the blame. And I think that's really unfair because they've done nothing to give him a chance. I feel like they're, they're failing him as a, as a rookie guy that could be great for them in what they've done as an organization. I think when you, you've said it, that just as you introduce them, they're in full like rebuild mode, but the, their rebuild hasn't even started. You yeah, know, they're in no rebuild mode. what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, they had a great defense. They've relied on the defense all year. So rebuild for me, for them, needs to be around the good youngsters that they've got. So you're looking at Mooney's 24, Montgomery's 25, Komet's 23, Justin Fields is 23. Build around those guys. Mm. Put Piece together the defense a little bit later and solidify a, a rebuild around your franchise quarterback, your young guy while he's on a rookie deal. You know, spend a bit of that salary cap on some veteran defenders and, 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 and go out and, and get him a decent O-line and, and a better receiver. Mooney is is a great talent, but we've not seen him be wide receiver one. We've not seen him play a full season of being the guy. So for me, bad O-line, no wide receivers. I don't think we can expect any more than four to maybe five wins from this team. Mm -hmm. It's a bad team. Um, they don't know how to manage the salary cap well. They're clinging on to people that don't want to be there, like Roquan Smith. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, get get rid of them and rebuild, rebuild. Get yeah. some get some O line in. Get give your young guy a chance. And they've not done that. So, uh, fingers crossed for Fields that he's he's one of those quarterbacks that can uh, rise above it and, and and really drive that team and show what he's got. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be tough for him all year. He's, I think he's going to get battered and beat up. So yeah, I'm out of the Bears. <laughs> I mean, it's mad when you think like the Steelers signed James Daniel this year, who's like 26, 27. God, like, why are you not keeping hold of him? He's a really, you know, really good guard. Um, very, very quick um, division. Where, where we've got everyone, Adam. Obviously, you've got Packers at the top. Who's your second? Uh, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Andrew? Same. I'm going to take the punt. I'm going to go Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. I'm just going to take the punt on it because I like them. 
I'm sure I'm going to be wrong. I'm sure I'm going to be wrong, but it's fine. I believe in you, Dylan Campbell. You've got a show. Right, moving on to the FC North. Obviously, a division that I know very, very well. Um, we might as well, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about all of them. But, Adam, really, we need to start with the Super Bowl win team last year, Cincinnati Bengals. They are now the favourites to win this division. The first time they've been the favourites to win the division in a, in a, a fair while, really, you know, because they were a prize Super Bowl team last year. However, we know this team is back this year, back stronger. The only problem they have is Jesse Bates. We'll talk about him with Andrew in a second. But this Bengals team, they're looking to do... They, they, they've got a target Super Bowl again this year, I suppose. That, that's going to be their thing in their mind, isn't it? I mean, they, they want to go back to back, even though it is incredibly hard, as we know. Yeah, you have to think that that's what they want to do. Um, mm. They're a really good team. You know, they really are. That offence is, is a strong offence. And they saw, in the same way that the Chiefs saw in the Super Bowl, it was the O-line that was kind of the thing that was letting them down. And they've gone out and they've made a difference there. You know, they, they've brought... Uh, yeah, I mean, Collins, I would argue, is probably the biggest one from the from the yeah. Cowboys. I think that's a huge move for them. I mean, um, they brought in Alex yeah, Kappa as well, the guard from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. who's been, who has worked great yeah. under Brady. That tandem is going to be... So, yeah, I mean, they, they've done some really good things there. And um, I would be very surprised if they don't improve because of that. I think that's going to be great for Mixon. Uh, and as we said, in turn, like we said with the Lions, you've got a good O-line, it's good for the running game, it's good for the receiving game as well. So, yeah, I, I think offensively, they, they're going to be stronger than what they were and they weren't a weak team last year when it came to that. The defence, I think, is still looking pretty OK. It, you know, it's it's maybe not, not quite as strong, but I, I think it's still looking pretty decent. And the only thing that I can really say as a negative for the Bengals is that we all know what they're going to do now. And I do think that's, that is potentially something because they were that surprise package last year. I think, you know, maybe they got a few plays that they weren't so sure about and the, the other team weren't a hundred percent sure on what they were going to do. Now I think they all know and they know how good they really are. And they're going to be much more sort of like, expecting them to turn up to every game and be very good. So I, I do think that is a, a potential issue for them. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're just going to be a very strong team. And Adam alluded to it, Andrew, about their, them strengthening on their offensive line, which they have done. They've done massive moves there. Like Kappa, Lyle, Collins from the Collins from Cowboys, the Kappa uh, move from the Buccaneers, got them in a free agency but you do look at the defence. I mean, they lost Larry, Larry Ogunjobi, who's gone to the Steelers. Who I, I'm not just picking him out because of the Steelers, but he was one of their key pieces on that defensive line. I mean, Jesse Bates, he's been franchise tagged. It feels like there's some animosity there about that. It feels like he's sort of trying to push and move a little bit away. Let's say he does go. Do you think, the, the, I mean, the offensive line is definitely going to strengthen them, but do you think that the, their moves, they might not seem like a catastrophic, catastrophic shift I suppose like it's not like losing a Jamar Chase for example but Jesse Bates very key player Ogan Joby very key player for them last year do you think that might disrupt the team a little bit no they've brought in some other pieces alongside that but we may not have mentioned I mean I, I still think that defensive line if you if you look at it from 
from top to bottom is still very strong. Was it Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson? They're all big names that have been around the league. And I think that's what we saw from them last year. They brought in some names mm. from some other teams uh, that have been around the league. And, and they're just buying into the culture that they've made there, and it works for them. So I think they're all 110% players, and they'll give their all. So I think what you've got, uh, I think I've got no worries on their defense. I think it will be good. Uh, and mm. I think that's all it needs to be because for me, I, I said it last year, the the offense for me is 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 a rarity that they've got a great quarterback a like plethora of great receivers it's not just one receiver and a couple of mm. you know decent receivers here and there higgins and boyd are both in their own right fantastic receivers so and alongside that a great running back in mixing mm. that, that you know it's rare to have a team that isn't Oh, we rely on the run game. Oh, we rely on this receiver. They've got it all for me on offense, and they've now sorted that O line out for me. So um, that balance balance is perfect for this team. Good defense, great offense, and I think we'll see more from the likes of like Chris Evans, who's now in his uh, his, his second year. I think he'll he'll step up and help out Mixon and keep him fit. And um, yeah, it, it's it's just. I just think they're, they've, they've really, really cemented what they are and what they do. And I can't see many people. I also don't think if the Bengals don't get to the Super Bowl, I don't think they've failed. You know, mm. I think if they get to the playoffs, if they get have a good season, I still think that's moving in the right direction for them. Mm. I think it was a bit of an anomaly last year that they did as well as what they did. So matching that for the second year, might have a bit of a hangover. So if I think if they can just get to the playoffs, get past the wild card, get into the divisional game, I, I think they're where, where they need to be for the future. Uh, so I don't think they have to win the Super Bowl to say, oh, you know, it, it was it was all worth it or whatever. So, yeah, I, I like them. I, I, I don't see where their losses are coming. Um, I've got them a guaranteed 10 wins, even if they're not as good as last year. Mm. Yeah, it would prove them getting to the wild card or maybe just into the division would prove it wasn't like a one-season wonder type of deal, like that this team is here to stay, I suppose, in, in a tough division. Um, let's move on to Baltimore Ravens, Andrew. A team that, I mean, lost both their running backs before the season even started in, um, in Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. This team's been injury played year on year. It feels like Lamar Jackson didn't really play, has not really played a full season for the last two seasons. Is this like a sneaky sort of team that people are forgetting about, about how good they actually are? Because on their day, when they're fully fit, this team is is rocking. If Lamar on his day is just rocking, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why people aren't championing them a bit more. I think... Um... You know, they you say they lost both their running backs. I think they lost three before the season started. Mm. It wasn't two. They lost all of their running backs. Um, and they are a run first team. You know, that is their team. That is how they, they they play. And unlike some of the teams that we've seen when they've had a couple of injuries, they fall away side, this team still rallied around uh Lamar Jackson and got got it done. They were top of their division after twelve weeks until Lamar got injured. Uh, is when they started to tail off because Lamar is 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 the guy that helps out. But what we're seeing from what we're seeing from this team preseason going into the year that they are healthier 
you know, I think what did they lose? Both their cornerbacks as well. That you know, yeah, Marcus Peters. You've got, yeah. you got to remember, this is still a young, strong defense with some great names on it as well. Uh, you know, they're not they're not aging. They've got a couple of aging pieces in like Claire's Campbell, but you've got to remember they've got Patrick Queen, they've got uh, Jason Oe, they've got like some big names in there that that are going to assist and move them forward. And that offense, for me, they've gone back to what they did the first year when they cemented what they did. They've gone back to that uh, three tight end set, and we're going to see a lot more of Lamar Jackson. So I'm not worried that they've lost the likes of Marquise Brown and it's Rochelle Bateman, Delvin DuVernay, and nothing really after that. I think three tight end set, run heavy, works for them. It will work. And they added in... Uh, alongside Mark Andrews and Nick Boyer, they've got the guy that I really like, and as uh, likely, who is a fantastic receiving tight end. And I think people need to keep an eye on him for the season for because I think he's going to be involved a lot because we saw that two years ago from this team, and it's a healthy team. So, yeah, I, I, strong defense, healthy guys on offense. I, I see them being, being big. I've, I've got them sort of winning... 10 to 12 games this year and and uh, and doing well, being strong. Again, Adam, um, they are a very good team and they do what they do well, but do you worry that it is too one-dimensional, that one-dimensionalism will cause more injuries, you know, relying on that one game plan puts more pressure on them players but may cause more injuries and that once they don't have that game plan, it isn't, it's not all sunshine and daisies for them? Yeah, I mean it, it's I it is concerning, isn't it, that if you if you do that that you know, if you do literally just have one game plan that often you know, other teams can read you and can, can sort of work mm -hmm. it out a little bit better. But if that game plan is causing you to have this many injuries, then it could end up doing it again. I think there are risks to what they what they do in that respect. Um when you were saying, like, are they a team that a lot of people are forgetting? I, I think they are. Uh, but I think the reason is, is because they're not the most exciting team to watch. I think that is a big, big thing. I, I don't think people necessarily are particularly up for watching lots of running. And, you know, like Andrew said, the tight end sets that they, they do, it works for them. It's great. And it's it's definitely uh, definitely worth, you know, them doing it because it works. But it, it's just not quite the thing that's going to grab the viewer kind of thing. So I do think people forget about them a little bit. Um, but they're a really good team. You know, Lamar Jackson is an amazing quarterback. And he's going to be, if he's fit, he will do all the stuff that he, you know, can do. And it's going to be great. Mark Andrews is going to be good as well as the, you know, the main receiver there. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be a good team. I mean, like you were saying... The injury list last year was insane. It really was. And they still went eight and nine. So, you know, I mean, imagine what they can do if they actually had some fit players. So I, I think because of that, you have to look at them as a team that is, you know, playoff bound. You, you do have to think of it that way because they are just incredibly good at what they do. It's just a matter of whether what they're doing is almost a detriment to their overall team but i think yeah i mean i've got them around that mark the same mark sort of 10 11 wins i i think they're more than capable of doing it and i think they'll probably push the bengals all the way 
And then we move on to the Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns, obviously, without quarterback Sean Watson for 11 games, we're not going to dive too much into that tonight because um, there's just no point. Um, but this team, Adam, has, has got a very good defence. It's just now the worry on offence, surely. I mean, Jacob Brissett, I think, is going to be the starting quarterback there. Yeah, they've brought Amari Cooper in. They've got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt has been rubbing his bit. He's going to get traded away or wants to be traded away because he thinks he can be a starter elsewhere. Plenty of teams I can imagine in the market for him as well because he's a fantastic running back. Um, without the quarterback, can you see much happening for this team? Is it going to be a lot of sort of defence only on this team? I think the defence are going to have to play out of their skin. I really do out of, with most of these teams. I think Brissett is one of these quarterbacks. You've seen it over the years. He can get you a few points in every game. He's not completely void of talent, obviously. He's a you know a backup quarterback. So he, he is capable. And with that run game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I mean, you know, if they keep Hunt, then that's going to be, you know, it's still going to be decent run game and, and stuff like that. So they are going to be, they're going to be okay. They're just not going to be good enough to, to be, to be any of the teams in this division because it's a strong division. That's, you know, that's the thing. So I just think that they're going to struggle with that. And um, it's, it's probably, uh, you know, it's probably well-deserved given what they've done. So. <laughs> Andrew, I mean, it was a very short time ago that defences and running game won Super Bowls, which was point and proven a lot in the Super Bowl history. You could argue this is all this Cleveland Brown team is really at this point in time. Is, is that, I don't think they're Super Bowl bound, but are we maybe doing them a discredit? Because you can win games that way. We've just said it, the Ravens are going to be winning games that way. Do you think they're going to be winning, winning games that way as well? Yeah, I think we're doing a slight discredit because they still are have a very, very strong roster. Uh, and that defence that we've all mentioned is still really, really strong. But running backs winning games and that alone, uh, bar the Ravens who have a different game plan to everybody else, mm. isn't enough in this modern era to <laughs> win games. And I think what, what when we're looking at in this team as well is it's a new quarterback virtually a new wide receiving core you know there's only donovan people's jones that's left there isn't there from last year you know david mm -hmm. bell rookie amari cooper new um so i think it's going to take them a few weeks of proper nfl football to, to to really find their their feel you can't rely on nick chubb to get you first down every time you can rely on him to mm -hmm. get you up the field you can rely on that we don't know what's happening with with hunt like we said but you can rely on, on on chubb to a certain extent but you've got to throw the ball and i think it might take a few weeks for it to click and work and 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 really get the offense moving downfield it took baker mayfield a few years to to click in that offense and get it rolling before he showed what he could do and they've got some really tough games bar i think bar the jets early in the season they've got to they've got to face your Steelers they've got to face the Chargers they've got to face a strong Pats defense Ravens Bengals when do you get to click you know Jets Falcons you've got two games to try and click it so my worry for them is is the season going to be 
too far ahead of them before they they get their pieces in the right place. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be around that eight and nine, nine and eight mark sort of team. I still think they're going to be competitive in games, but I worry that it's not going to click and it's not going to work until too far in the season. They're going to be trying to win those last every single game uh, to even compete in this in this division. I think they're going to be competing to not finish bottom uh, of this division. So I, I, I just think they might struggle a little bit with what they've got. Can I just say, I think I think what Andrew's saying is a very real possibility that that is what's going to happen, that they will struggle. Then the problem is, is that 11 weeks down the line, you've then got another quarterback coming in. So you've got the same problem. So you've got a problem again. And this is the thing. I think it's just it's almost a season that they need to write off. It really is. I think they've just got to go with it, see how it goes, hope that they get a, a decent draft position to a certain extent and then look at it as right we move on for the next year i think that's probably how it's going to end up being now i am ready and prepared for the the more the the massive bashing that my team is probably going to get now adam so i i dare not ask really um the Steelers, a team that, I mean, there's been some transition this year. Ben Rufflesburg no longer the quarterback there. Not that, in my opinion, is much of a quarterback for the Steelers in the last few years. They've had Mitch Trubisky, I think, is going to be the starter. They've been very coy about it, um, about who is going to be the starter. But the Steelers, really, the only change, so to speak, is their quarterback. I mean, it's pretty much the same team that they're feeling this year. A few corners have gone. Um, but their defence has been strong year on year, and they've got some very talented players in the positions in, in the offensive unit with Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, uh, Pat Fry, with very good tight end. I mean, what are you envisaging for the, for the Steelers this year with the sort of quarterback quandary that they have and what they're, they're going to look like going forward? So I think the one thing that everyone needs to remember is that Big Ben was essentially a statue at mm. the end of his career. That was that was where it was. So I'm not saying that Trubisky, who I, I think will probably get the start, just purely because he's the veteran, um, or Pickett, who actually has looked decent in preseason. He's looked all right. I'm not saying that these guys are of the caliber of. Roethlisberger when Roethlisberger was in his prime. Mm. But I do think that they're not going to be that far off from last year where it was Mm. a struggle at times. So I actually don't think much is going to change for you guys. Uh, I think, I don't think you'll win it, the division by any way. I think you're, you're just not quite there because I think the Bengals are just that bit better and I think if the Ravens can stay fit then they will be that bit better as well but I think you'll be competitive I definitely think you'll come third Um, and I think that Trubisky and and Pickett and you know obviously at some point during the season Pickett's going to have to come in and they're going to have to see what they've got with him I do think that they they will be able to do stuff. And, you know, you've still got some really good offensive players. And, you know, I mean, Deontay Johnson is looking, was looking decent in preseason. He's been good for years. Everyone's crazy excited about George Pickens. I mean, Mm. he's looked really good in preseason. 
And we all know how well the Steelers are with their wide receivers that they draft. So, you know, Chase Claypool, okay, he wasn't as great last year, but he can still be decent. You've got one of the best running backs around in the G. Harris. I mean, you know, so the offense is still half decent. It's not going to be high-scoring games because I don't think they're going to be able to do that. But I think they're going to be they're going to be capable and they're going to be functional and and you've got you've got the the right coach for that in mm. Tomlin who who will get enough wins in order to make you seem competitive even if you're not necessarily competitive to win the division. Mm. Andrew, for you, uh, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, we're, we're going to discount Mason Rudolph out of it because I don't believe he's he's touching either of them as being the starter. But again, the Steelers organization has been very coy about who they are going to have a starter, Trubisky being the veteran, obviously a, a an in-and-out time with Chicago. They go to the playoffs with Chicago, but then didn't really have the most fortuitous of seasons. But again, we've we've rinsed Chicago tonight. It's not been exactly a great franchise. He went and joined the Bills last year, was behind Josh Allen. People really liked when he played for the Bills. I mean, he, he performed very, very well. And there's arguments that um, in a capable offense, Trubisky showed he's actually pretty pretty decent when he's in a capable Bills offense. But then you've got Pickett, the only quarterback to go in the first round of the draft this year. Very capable, obviously, hometown hero with being from the Pittsburgh University as well. Who are you starting week one? Do you think they should change it up mid-season? What, what's, what do you think the situation with quarterback is over there? I think if they hadn't have brought Trubisky in, then throw and pick it in at the deep end would be fine. Uh, mm. But I think you've got to start with Trubisky and see what you've got from your veteran uh, before you explore and maybe ruin your rookie you know let's not mm. throw him into the deep end if you don't have to let's see what Trubisky can do first let's let's bring Pickett in slowly and make sure he is going to take the mantle and be your franchise quarterback for the future you know we've seen like we said with Fields he's just been thrown into the fire don't do that with Pickett let Trubisky mm. you know test the waters first so I think you start with Trubisky and I think Adam has literally hit all the notes that I had um for the last two years they've just played with a serviceable quarterback we were not play i had seen big ben of big ben winning super bowls and i still think you've got two serviceable quarterbacks in that team so i don't again i don't see much changing from this team i still think they could be uh have a winning season i, I don't you know I, I see them around that nine and eight eight and nine marks still um mm. but what there is what what's great about the steelers is again what Adam says. They've got some of the hottest young talent in the NFL on their roster. So if you do have another winning season, if you do meet that mark of what we're saying, what a great platform to move forward. You're never going to be in a rebuild like we're seeing from the other teams. They're coming straight into what? Deontay Johnson, 25. Claypool, 24. Pickens, 21. Fryermuth, 23. Harris, 24. What a, what, what a fantastic team to come into when we know you never need to worry about the defence. It's always strong. They've added two massive pieces into an already stacked defence. So I'm never going to be worried about that defence. It works regardless. You picked up a couple of rookies, one of them that I really, really like. Um, so I think we're going to see we're going to see a, a, a good Steelers team. We're not going to see a great Steelers team. Uh, uh, and like I said, for me, I think that you'd be looking the same from them for the season. A good, solid season. You're not going to light up the world, 
but what a great future you've got there uh, to, mm. to just continue. Something that some big teams have failed to do, to fail to, once the veterans have gone, continue the dynasty. And I don't think we're going to see that from Steelers. I think we're going to see them bounce back and, and be a fantastic team for years mm. to come. I agree. As as um, the only fifth I'm probably going to put in probably tonight, being as an Steelers fan for it is, I can only agree with both your points. Really, we had a quarterback that was really not great the last two to three years, and neither of these quarterbacks at this point of their of their playing career is any different to Big Ben at this point. Yes, Big Ben had a better career and was more capable than these quarterbacks have been, but. At the point that they are at now compared to Big Ben the last few years, it's it's the exact same. So it's neither here nor there. My my worry is the O-line, though strengthened, I think needs a bit more development. I think we could definitely have an eye on the next draft looking at the top defensive lineman. I think that needs to be a definite priority. Or corner. I think our cornerback room is, is weak. I think we're going to get beat in the air a lot this year. We got beat on the ground a lot last year. Bringing in Ogan Joe, bringing in Miles Jack's really going to help out. Devin Bush on a contract year really needs to step himself up as well. Um, not winning division, no way. Um, I think the Ravens and the Bengals are far too strong. But I think we can pick. I think we can pick the Browns at this point. I think I think that their quarterback play is just not going to be good enough. Um, so for me, it'd be Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Andrew, where do you reckon this division is? Yeah, I'd just like to also add before I go into it that uh, Mitch Trubisky spent a good portion of time with Brian Dayball, who is the quarterback whisperer. So maybe you might have a <laughs> quarterback. Who knows? But yeah, I've got Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. You know, it, it's, it's going to be similar. He's only saying that in the hope that he can whisper the right words into Daniel Jones's ears. Like we only—that's the only reason he's going to need more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, is it more or less the same from you with this division? Yeah, yeah, same, same for me. I think, uh, I do think that the, um, I don't think the Browns would be quite as close as what you think. I, I think mm. they're going to drop off quite a bit. And, um, but yeah, I, th I think the Steelers are one of them teams. They're always going to be there or thereabouts, but they'll be pretty mid, mid sort of nine and eight kind of, mm. kind of thing. And then the other, t I mean, obviously with the Ravens, it's very dependent on injuries and the Bengals just, look ridiculously good so i think they'll probably win it also to note for any of our new listeners or people who do uh, get into the nfl or something like that mike tomlin who is the pittsburgh steers coach has been the coach for a very 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 long time now i don't have the exact number off the top of my head but has never had a losing season just to put it out there so i don't think there's one coming this year either maybe i thought that last year or maybe i did before this podcast maybe things have changed for my i don't know i don't know it's gonna be a crazy nfl season um thank you for joining us tonight we have run over a little bit on our usual timing but you know we've got the nfc north and the nfc north it's both of our teams adam's team and my team that we've got to talk about we've got to talk a bit more in depth about it but thank you for watching we've got the next divisional preview next week with then the anticipation of the game starting on thursday night into the nfl season we go make sure you subscribe and like our podcast and we are on all social media and we are on all podcast flat platforms give us a watch give us a try out if you're new to the nfl season this year pass it on to a friend um yeah just keep following us make sure you also follow the off-grid guys for all your nfl articles they've got some great articles over there if you're not into podcasts and you prefer more written articles great guys over there go check out them articles because they're a brilliant bunch over there but until then enjoy the rest of your week we'll see you all very soon the nfl season draws ever closer and we're getting pretty darn excited about it.